Welcome to A Midworst Podcast, a narcissistic pursuit of our opinions on sports and more. I'm Luke. I'm Zach. And I'm Toilet. Uh, Toilet, what's on your mind this week? All right, fellas, I'm going to get right into it. So uh, put on your seatbelts. I was at a gathering this weekend. Anytime I mention that to my students, I feel like I have to automatically throw in a bunch of qualifiers there. Like, oh, we were in the backyard. Uh, Everyone was spread out. Uh, I had gloves on. Um, So, yeah, all those things were definitely true. And I was talking to some of the ladies. Mirror, 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 mirror. Can you put the reggae tone in tomorrow? Yes. And uh, we were talking about lemonade. And uh, I was like, you know what is just such a fallacy is the fact that pink lemonade is a different flavor. It's literally just lemonade that is pink. And this sparked quite a debate uh, amongst the people at the party. So I'd like to hear your thoughts. Do you think pink lemonade has uh, its own distinct flavor or is it just lemonade that is pink? It's pink like that's the flavor you know yeah, it's, it's like, like how like it's not like blue it's not like blue has a flavor right you never like you never look at it and like oh that's a berry flavored uh flavor ice or like a berry flavored gatorade <clears throat> you just say hey it's blue okay so if i blind taste test i gave you two cups of lemonade and you didn't look at it you would be able to tell which one was pink probably not i, I feel no, like are we- it's like an association with strawberry lemonade too or like some other raspberry lemonade um so if it's like one of those but if you're talking about like the country time version where it's country time lemonade versus country time pink lemonade it's going to be exactly the same yeah i was gonna i was gonna clarify if we were going to be actually comparing country time to country time or like you know going like country time to um fruitopia I was a crystal light household growing up. We were, I think that was the bargain bin of the dust. Uh, no, choice. crystal light's expensive. Country time oh, is really? the cheap stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shit. I didn't realize how privileged I was. Pardon my privilege. Um, <laughs> privileged well, <laughs> crystal light drinker. Yeah. Did you, did, you, did, you have, did you have the small little packets that were like, like, um, oh gosh, like the Chick-fil-A type packets of it where like you just rip it off in single serving or did you have the big canister? Oh, we were a big canister. We were an economy family. I mean, this is the Midworst podcast, so I feel like that would be on brand for us to have the bargain option, um, which is <laughs> definitely the one that we had available in my house. You'd get the one at Sam's Club. <laughs> or Aldi. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess I just, I was dumbfounded that these people were convinced that the lemonade tastes different. Um, I guess I would agree with Zach that if I was looking at the pink lemonade, I would kind of, you know, placebo effect myself into thinking that it tasted differently than 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 regular lemonade. But I did do a little research. So toilet does some homework. I looked up the origin of pink lemonade because I think it's Ooh. weird that it's the only color lemonade that is an alternative to yellow. Um, mm-hmm. And there are two there are two uh, theories behind it. So conspiracy theory corner. Um, choose your own adventure. One idea was that um, someone was making lemonade and uh, they dropped two of like the really shitty cinnamon candies into it to make it a different color. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like the candy that's only appealing appealing to like 90 year olds. Um, Mm. But it was basically to like, oh, hey, draw attention to my stand at the the state fair. I've got lemonade that's pink. Come on over, idiots. Um, And then the second idea was much more disgusting and much more hilarious uh, that someone was making uh, lemonade for a similar type of large event 
um, but they didn't have any water for whatever reason. There wasn't readily available water. Uh, so they went to a, I think this was at a circus because they went to like a tent and uh, there was someone who was like dyeing a tent pink and they had some <laughs> leftover pink water and they just used this water with which to make lemonade and which mm-hmm. obviously made the lemonade pink. So those are the two stories. Choose your own adventure, both disgusting and both terrible. I think the second one is far more likely. I, I think I like that- the chemical based yeah, lemonade. Because you're not buying the, the marketing scheme of dropping two shitty candies into it to change the color of it? Well, no, I think that if we're thinking about like mid 19th century, you probably just like can't pull water out of a hat. You know, you have to go to a well, you got to fetch the water. There's a hole in my bucket. And this guy was like, I'll just use this water. Like, there's a snake in the water hole. There's no such thing as poison. If you die, it's because of ghosts and like not praying hard enough. So like, <laughs> hell yeah, we'll drink this water. Yeah, and like turning it into, but of course, then they have a bunch of access to lemons and sugar, but not water. I don't know. Maybe well, that also would have been like when sugar was worth like, you know, your left leg <clears throat> because it was like, directly you know from like imported from from hawaii which like they actually don't you know make sugar anymore because like we just grow it in petri dishes now it's made out of whole grain iowa corn (laughs) (laughs) what are the cows Uh, eating corn what are we eating corn welcome to the midwest podcast bitch (laughs) we're on brand baby Uh, well, th- this discussion of colored foods kind of led us down the rabbit hole. Do you guys remember, in, I want to say it was like 2001 when they decided to make like ketchup that was every disgusting color. Yeah, like the, green the, green, the green ketchup was a terrible invention. Luke, can you defend the marketing choice there? Why was that a thing? It, it got the people going. I mean, people were certainly talking about green ketchup. and We're talking I, about it right now, 10 years later. <laughs> maybe I'm... I, I feel like it would have been better if it was actually like a neon bright green, like the neon relish. It was really more of an olive color that was, that looked rotten. And it had this association with rotten food. I think if it was like a bright Kelly green, it would be an entirely different conversation. Do you think there's like a My Strange Addiction out there of a guy who's just addicted to the weird colors of ketchup? And he has like all the rest of the weird colored ketchup at his house? Uh, I mean, he would have to be making it himself and it probably wouldn't be that different if you just added a shitload of fruit, uh, green food coloring to it. Hmm. All right. Well, if you're out there, guy, in our audience of just our moms, please reach out to us. <laughs> We'd love to have you on the podcast to discuss. <laughs> Got blue, purple, orange. I think those were the other ones. Um, do you guys want to hear another that- mid- Midwest topic? Oh, do you have another point? Well, I was going to say like that was like during that weird time of like, cross food promotional stuff where like they were doing green ketchup and then what was it like the goober peanut butter and jelly as well uh i I couldn't i couldn't handle it you haven't been in a cereal aisle recently because that era never ended we're living in it they've got like swedish fish and nutter butter cereal do you ever try the sour patch kids cereal no i feel like the mcdonald's hit the nail on the head with the uh Syrup inside of the oh my god the, the syrup inside of the pancake move I feel like that was kind of a genius call by them dude uh, we're we are not going to slander the McGriddle on this podcast 
We, well, that, that gets about as Midwest as possible. That's where I get my Midwestern <laughs> rolls from, okay? That was a derivative, actually, of the Ego waffle. If you'll remember, Ego was actually the pioneer Ooh. of putting the frozen syrup disc in the waffle, which you would then have I to microwave. That. You couldn't put it in a toaster because if it, for whatever reason, opened up, it would destroy your toaster and light it on fire. Hmm. <laughs> Or do the same thing to your intestines. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the other Midwest topic that kind of came up at this gathering of people, um, again, talking to the ladies about outfits. Um, I feel like this is kind of unique to our audience of the Midwest, where um, I certainly have convinced myself that I can buy an item of clothing for very, very specific weather. Like, oh, this would be a great jacket for when it's just... Um, kind of raining and there's like a little bit of wind but maybe later in the day it's going to lighten up a little bit and um, I could maybe take it off and tie it around my waist and look like an idiot I would I I would I would agree with that because as somebody who grew up in the midwest and then moved down to the south a lot of my a lot of my closet is obsolete because it's just like hey it's hot hotter and then it's just like somewhat jacket weather so I have like a I have all of these clothes. All these clothes are just obsolete. Damn, that's tough. Any any plans? Um, probably probably just donate them, right? Okay. Yeah, you're yeah, never you're, coming you're back. You don't ever need a pea coat ever again in your life. You need it for <laughs> that like one day in Tennessee where it like ices over and sleets, but you're not going <laughs> to need uh, like a Canada goose or anything like that. Yeah, no, no, no. I won't need a Canada goose. Unless it gets to like 35 degrees and it's a little chilly. So where in the world do the people live who own the most clothing? Is it the Midwest? Like specifically um, the northern part of the Midwest? It's a, good, live, it's a good point. You prepare for every single type of weather you might possibly have. Yeah, I was going to say that or New England because we... Oh, here we go. Here we go. We stand for New England on this. No. Here we what? go. No. Here okay. we go. And now... Pearl Jam. <laughs> Shut up. I was just going to say that in the Midwest, there are more extremes in the weather. Like it gets very hot and very cold, but we don't have the long temperate springs and falls that some other climate zones have. Yeah. It's just assholes. <laughs> oh, wow. Another podcast with a Boston fan. Please. <laughs> wow. Tell me about the Boston fan. Tell me more. Tell me more. Do we want to move on to New England and some football takes? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's, yeah, uh, let's move let's, on. Let's go to some football. Okay. Uh, my first note here on my notes app is Derek Watt with a question mark. Why did Derek Watt decide to go by Derek when you got TJ and JJ? I'm assuming he's a Derek J. You didn't want to be DJ? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Well, now I have to look this up. It's probably something like super embarrassing. <laughs> like a middle name the like, j honus well no because dh watt that actually be sick on his <laughs> wikipedia page on his wikipedia page it says derek john quote unquote dj watt yeah but he doesn't go by dj everyone calls him derek well tell that Is to wikipedia shit what's the birth order of the watts uh jj dj tj mm. so he was second and he's like nah not doing that. Going to be Derek. Is is he the fullback or is he the defensive end? Oh, he's, he's the fullback. fullback. Okay. Toilet. He wears number 
Uh oh shit. Okay, so JJ's ninety nine, TJ's ninety. Derek Watt was thirty four on the uh, Chargers. Chargers. I what? Assume he's thirty four. <laughs> How do you know his number on the Chargers, but not on the Steelers? It's forty four. You're pretty close. Damn it. Uh Well, now you know forever. Uh, no, we'll know it forever. And uh, he's on my beloved Steelers. Let's go. Oh, hey. So you went? You want to talk about that game coming up this weekend? Oh man. So they got moved to Monday, right? Yeah, they Tuesday. got moved to moved to Monday. Uh, is it Tuesday? It could be either. I think. Okay. By the time this pod drops, it'll probably have been moved to Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday night football, baby. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it just says PPD for now. Oh, uh, that's a good date. PPD. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what else to say about that. So I guess they tested the players um, from the uh, Titans and the uh, what is it, Vikings? Because that's who they just played, correct? Uh, correct. Yeah. So, but when I, from what I heard, the the tests for the Vikings all came back negative. But there also is reports out there that you actually have to wait a few days for the virus to really settle in and take hold before you might actually test positive. They True. test Kirk Cousins. He doesn't even have a fucking pulse. He apparently doesn't have fucking blood. He's just a lizard. <laughs> fucking yeah, crab he, person. Yeah, he's a, he's a non-masker kind of guy. He's Yeah, he definitely is. He's he's the one who came out and said, if I die, I die over the summer, right? And then he had to do a half-ass apology. Like, all right, sorry for everyone I offended, but I still feel the same way. The, the sorry if I offended you podcast. Sorry. It's like they're like, I'm actually not really sorry for what I said. I'm just sorry that you – interpreted it incorrectly yeah i'm sorry that i have to apologize to you I'm, that's yeah. what team told me to do <laughs> oh no uh, kirk uh this test was gonna let us know if america is great again or not this isn't a covid test <laughs> <laughs> isn't he the perfect vikings quarterback though just absolutely yes. perfect for minnesota like yes uh you know socks and sandals just good enough to be you know relevant but not really good enough to get them over the edge his catchphrase is something just like very PG. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you like that? Like, it's no like cursing or anything, like, no like foul mouth language in it. Is it technically you like that question mark? You like that exclamation point? Is that the entire catchphrase? I think it's like you, you're, you're asking and then you're declaring. So yeah. like, you like that? You like that. Yeah. Are those uh, grammatically correct sentences? Grammar corner? Uh, yes, because it has... You like that. Yeah, yeah. it has a subject of verb. Yeah, and the and object. Ad noun? Ad no, it's pronoun? an object. Direct object. Adverb? That is the thing that you're liking. <laughs> uh, like there's, a, there's, a, there's an Abbott and Costello bit just like buried in there. Oh, yeah. That is what you're liking. But do you like that? <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that. Um, so yeah, I guess they're postponing, uh, who knows what to do with fantasy. That's the biggest crisis with so many people on Twitter who will be upset what to do with their fantasy players. All those fantasy governors. All those (laughs) shout out to all those owners. No, we're governors. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah. We don't use the O word. So true. Um, I have another note here. Did you guys see A-Rob's mullet in the Bears game? Yeah, I was wondering what was up with that too. I, I 
I, I saw it on that on that first play when he got the um had the interception where the ball was like ripped out of his hands because he took his helmet off and he was yelling at the official and I was like, what yeah. is going on with the back of his hair? So I'm using the word mullet. Is that correct? I don't know, but if it grows out to a mullet, it's gonna be fresh. I love that. I love like all the football players now. That was kind of my general point. Is that like they're just like doing whatever it takes to be an individual. I think that's kind of the point now of like doing all the crazy shit. Like um, Ju- or, uh, DK Metcalf has like the baby bonnet thing for his like mouthpiece. And then you had the guy mm-hmm. in the Steelers with the little propeller that was dope. Benny Snell in week one. He's got like the David Bowie, like paint on his eyeball and shit. Like Alvin I Kamara these- wears a nose yeah. ring. Where's a nose ring? Like Zeke has a fat guy tattoo. Yeah, d- tattoos feed me on his abs, which is hilarious, and will look funny when he's fat in ten years. Oh my god! Like, is this is this like a, a marketing corner? Is this like a point to like stand out, make a name for yourself, somehow become relevant so that you can get yourself? A yeah, he's Troy definitely. Troy Polamalu is still cashing head and shoulders checks for having curly hair. Mm. For having just so like hair. Jeremy Shockey was the white tattoo tight end like model. And mm. he's still living off that brand. So is DK Metcalf hunting after like some baby food? Like what is the point of like the pacifier? Dude, get that Gerber money, man. That Gerber yeah. life insurance money. He's, like, he's, on, <laughs> he's on Molly every game so that he doesn't <laughs> grind his teeth. <laughs> no, did you, did you guys see the, uh, did you see Alvin Kamara's mouth card? uh the, the grill uh i don't know was it was it was it was it a was it a grill i thought it was his mouth guard because i thought he's got like the a, uh like diamond encrusted mouth guard i think it's i think it's top and bottom i think it's a, a two-piece grill which the bottom i mean no one's ever gonna see that so that's just a, an insane move to to spend all that money on the bottom uh, grill i feel like like toilet you i know you've you've made your fair share of you know, fair share of mouth guards in the day, right? Like sure. you boiled them and, and molded oh, yeah. them to your teeth. Boiled right? them, mashed them, stick, stuck them in a stew. Well, I mean, you stuck them in a stew, then you boiled them. Well, boil, stuck them in a stew, boil, and mashed it with your teeth. Um, Correct. Don't you think it'd be kind of like painful to, to, be, to be wearing grills and then wear a, wear a uh, uh, mouth guard? I think about that all the time. I think about that all the time. I also think about that. How do they not get stuck in like the implant? You know, like when you pull your mouth guard out, how does the grill nut come out with it too? Zach, I think you have to think about it as like, these are expensive grills. So they're like very much on their teeth. It would be like wearing a mouth guard with Invisalign in or something like that. Well, you're talking to an Invisalign customer. Thank you. Yeah, I know. And I know what it's like. (laughs) I had to wear one when my front tooth was missing. So it'd be like wearing a mouth guard with that. Do you guys know there's a guy in the Lakers who wears number 88? Is it Alex Caruso? No, he's number four. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just doesn't look right on a, on, a, on a basketball jersey. How's there never been a number 69? Has there ever been a number 69? No. If you look it up on basketball reference, it'll show you every player that's worn a number. No one's ever worn number 69. I don't think the league would allow it. Not even Kyle Kuzma or Kelly. It would be the highest selling Jersey ever. Uh, Adam Silver is Devin Booker. Where's number 69. That thing is flying off the shelves. 
Oh, sad Delonte West. I mean, uh, J.R. Smith. That would be a great one. J.R. Smith would be perfect. You guys see the Delonte West story this week? Yeah, that was sad. I don't want to talk about yeah. that. Okay. we <laughs> The boys gloss over a topic. Okay, Delonte, get all the help you need. We love you. <laughs> love you, Delonte. Delonte, I know you're listening. <laughs> we know you're listening. <laughs> Come on Go. the pod. Tell us your journey. Okay. That would, that would be a mini series, my dude. <laughs> so, if you're a Falcons fan, okay, is, here we go. Is the only solution to have a seance and try and resurrect William Tecumseh Sherman so that he can go and burn down Mercedes Benz Stadium? Because I, I feel like that's the only way that they're ever going to end the pain. It's short. Yes. <laughs> maybe they could start selling Chick-fil-A on Sundays. That would, that would maybe help in the stadium. You just buy all the Chick-fil-A on Saturday, sell it the next day on Sunday. I mean, I won't lie as a lifelong Cubs fan. I've thought about that a time or two with Wrigley field. Like there, there are some conversations floating out over Lake Michigan that my dad and I had about tearing down Wrigley field. Like those are, those are, those are receipts that I don't want to come back. Yeah. Just like dismantle the franchise. Let it land, <laughs> like go back to just being a Braves town. The Falcons haven't been around for that long, have they? They're they're an expansion franchise, right? Uh, I'm just going to assume they're an AFL team because everybody just says, you know, remember when the AFL was a thing. I'm uh, looking up. I do have a, a dear friend who uh, – is a Falcons fan. Um, sadly, time stamped uh, after they won up twenty six to ten. <laughs> he sent twice. We have a lead. Colon. Surely we can't lose. Uh, and then he was silent for a while. And then at the end of the game, he said, "I am dead inside." Good game. <laughs> Lol. Uh, I where would he follow up? <laughs> After everyone kept talking shit, he replied in all caps, good game, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Their logo is supposed to be an F. That's so fucking stupid. It looks nothing like an F. They they just Uh, need to redo that entire franchise. I don't know. Their jerseys look kind of sweet, though. I like the black jerseys. Yeah. The remake, those are pretty tight. Um, The the Dirty Bird Falcons were pretty cool. Yeah. Paul Lewis. That was like one of the uh, yeah. first, that was like one of the first NFL teams I remember watching because I think I don't have too much of our personal information, but I want to say we were youngins in early elementary school at that time, and I remember the Dirty Bird and like any time we were playing football on on the uh, on the playground, someone would score a touchdown. You do the Dirty Bird, so mm-hmm. just envision a bunch of suburban kids doing the dirty bird <laughs> it's that... no different than it's same as when a bunch of kids started D. But no different than other. the floss you know it just every generation has one <laughs> yes it was uh that touchdown dance or the one where you uh go wide-legged and drop the football to simulate shitting it it's an absolute yes. classic that one still plays that one it plays yeah, really well no one's done that in a while that would be great <laughs> That would be great. Didn't Doug Baldwin do that in a Super Bowl? Did he? Or like an NFC championship game? I think I'm making that up, but I want to feel I feel like it was a Colin Cowherd 
monologue one day. Um, are we worshiping at the altar of Nick Falls? We do have a lot of audio from a week ago where we praised Mitchell Trubisky a lot. So I'm wondering where we are at, fellas. What are we doing here? Uh, the Bears are 3-0. Correct. That's my comment. So it obviously was predetermined beforehand. Matt Nagy was like, as soon as this guy fucks up, we're getting him the fuck out of this game, correct? Oh, yeah. Um, so Big Cat made a good point earlier this week where he said, hey, if you just bump Mitch to running back now that Tariq Cohen is out or you have him play a little H-back or something, that first-round pick is not looking too shabby if he's turned into a Taysom Hill-type weapon on your offense. Dude, I mean, if they, I've, I've, been say, I've been saying that like this past, this past like, offseason where it's like, what's the best use for him? Just like throw him out there and do that two-quarterback decoy stuff. Like it's never worked before because you've never actually had like somebody who could throw better than a running back who could catch, you know, probably on par with a tight end, right? Like a blocking tight end could probably, probably catch on par with that. And they could run, you know, halfway decent, right? Like you actually have somebody who could check off. Like you talk about triple threat in basketball. Like that would be the triple threat. He's a five tool player. <laughs> but I think Matt Nagy just hates him so much. Dude. There's no way he's getting on the field. Did like you they announced to, it. Well, go ahead. No, I was just saying, did you listen to Vilma on like when he was talking about Nagy? He was like, dude, you could see like steam coming from his head. He was so upset. You could like, tell from the receivers plays. too. Like Tony Miller is like pouting and like huffing and puffing when he gets Don't missed on like a deep route. Like, and I get it. Like if you're if you're a receiver and you're like busting your ass to get open and you're just constantly overthrown, thrown behind you, thrown out of bounds, you don't even have a chance to go catch the ball. It's got to be incredibly frustrating. Well, yeah, man. That's also money left out on the table too. If you're, True, you're yeah. a wide receiver. I mean, those are catches that you aren't going to, you're that aren't going to be on your stat sheet at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah I think but, the bears wide receivers lead the league in having to stretch their body in some way, which puts their head like directly in front of a linebacker's kneecap they're just like diving all over the field. They're having to jump up in the air to try and make a catch and getting a helmet in the kidney. It was kind of like, do you remember when Torrey Smith like led the NFL and like net adjusted yards? Like when you took into account pass interference penalties. Yep. Yeah. That's like, the Joe Flacco. All he yeah, the Joe here. Flacco offense. Like, he was elite at that. So he was say. very much elite at that, but like the bears weren't able to do that with their wide receivers like you couldn't even draw a defensive pass interference down you know downfield so i don't i don't know where i was going with that other than you know you guys remember i remember um yeah body language doctor here like just looking <laughs> at the wide receivers not being happy with all the underthrows overthrows looking at matt Nagy steaming on the sideline and then almost like punishing us and mitch by calling like the most soft dick third and 10 plays ever with all those fucking screens and shit that never had a chance to get us a first down just to kind of like screw, dig the knife in a little deeper. Um, I'm okay with a guy pouting because he's pissed that, you know, the ball is not in an area where he's not able to go catch it. You know, when the guys complain that they're not getting the ball enough, that's when it's a little bit, you know, Hey, put on your fullback helmet here and just, you know, you're here to service the team. It's, you know, team game or whatever, but. Um, I totally feel like those guys were justified in feeling that way. So to have a guy in there who's a lot more accurate and probably the most poised quarterback the Bears have ever had in their entire – as long as I've been alive, I mean, I'm I'm pumped. 
Dude, I mean, to your point, Fury, the wide receivers coach, he said, he's like, oh, yeah, like, like talking about Foles, he was like, oh, yeah, we had a lot of you know, back shoulder throws, something that we haven't had the last couple of years. Like, know, oh, right? That's so awkward. Like, oh, it's a direct shot. Yeah. So do you think it's, that was a naggy call it, and now Pace, you know, he's trying they're oh, trying to distance sure. themselves as like, hey, like this is what we wanted to do, you know, like whatever Pace did, like that's on him, but you know, the coaching staff is what you should hold on to if this doesn't go well the rest of the year, you should get rid of the the GM. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I I I feel kind of bad for Mitch too, like can you think if you like publicly flamed out that bad at your job? Just like everybody in the entire city knows how poorly that you did yeah. at your job and like that's how out and it's like it wasn't his fault i mean he got overdrafted and i mean i guess he could have done worse at the combine combine no that's bad take um <laughs> no i i totally <laughs> you hear you poorly at the combine <laughs> poorly at the combine so you get properly drafted i what i did otherwise you'd be mitch there was a, a viral tweet from uh mrs trubisky i forget his mom's name uh so shout out to mrs t um, but I was kind of in a in a mode where I was looking specifically for um, athletes' parents on Twitter and just kind of like seeing like how they weigh wow. in. I, like, Mrs. Mahomes, uh, she's got some takes out there too. She was she was throwing a lot of shade out there after they won that uh, Monday night game where a lot of people were picking the Ravens to win. I believe they were favored by two and a half or three points to win. Correct. Um, so not quite in the Vegas zone. Not quite in the Vegas zone, but. I uh, I want to deal in a deep rabbit hole of parents of famous players because now I feel like, you know the the fa- the good athletes that are under twenty five, you know around that age at least their parents are probably like approaching fifty around there, um, so those people are online, you know like Peyton Manning's mom, Tom Brady's mom don't even know if they're on Twitter, but um, I think it's cool that you got don't even athletes. know if they're alive. <laughs> don't yeah, not gonna not gonna say one way or the other there, but you know you got these younger athletes now whose parents are are on the internets. And uh, I think it's cool to that. Uh, Ms. Mrs. Trubisky can try and defend her son with a water gun with the, the, the torches from the, you know, Chicago faithful trying to take him down, but excited for Nick Foles. That's my official take. Tyler heroes. Mom take. Logs onto Twitter and just sees like everybody saying how much her son fucks even in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing all of his thirst traps. I love that. Did you know he's dating Kyle Kuzma's ex-girlfriend? Ooh. And he's got her in the bubble, and she's going to be, like, one of the, like, six people at those games. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Uh, I'm looking for a picture of Tyler Hero's mom. Yep. She looks exactly like a woman from Wisconsin. <laughs> Copy and paste. Copy and paste. Um, okay. Other football thoughts I had. Okay. Did you guys watch – uh, America's game of the week, which was the Seahawks versus the Cowboys. Yes, I did. Yeah. This, okay. is, this is a Mississippi State Dak Prescott household. We we watch Dak. We stand for Dak. Well, you stand for Dak. I... Shouts out Dakota. <laughs> um, did you guys notice the like really awkward claymation Russell Wilson that they made? And then they God. pivoted to the anime versions of the of the football players the rest of the game. Did anyone else notice that? What is with those? I, I noticed it too. Or toy. I the graphics packages are like. Look, you're the closest to the media world. Can you explain graphics packages to us, please? Uh, like yeah. I'm five. 
Sunday Night Football started doing them and they were kind of funny. And Sunday Night Football was also like choosing like cool indie music and it was setting their broadcast apart. Then ESPN decided to pour an absolute shitload of money into Monday Night Football. And part of that was these like crazy graphics packages where like, I don't know. Deshaun Watson is riding in a hot air balloon that's showing how many receptions uh, DeAndre Hopkins had. <laughs> like, they were absolutely insane. Or like Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski climbing a mountain. Um, so now CBS feels like they need to do that too. Um, I mean, Fox has had Cletus for damn near 20 years, and I feel like that's Dude, probably the originator. The he's the OG. Yeah. But they all feel like they have to do it because it's – like the one place at a network that's actually like making advertising dollars. Well, I feel like the anime football players are actually kind of cool. Like I've seen that like comic book style kind of thing that the bears have done the last few, few years like that. I get like, you're kind of like trying to pull in those kids who are like into that style of graphics, but like the stupid, like, Wallace and Gromit claymation shit. It Whoa. just looks so stupid. <laughs> First of all, we, we support yeah, we, Wallace we, yeah, and Gromit. Yeah, we're we're not we're not gonna try we're not gonna trash Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> but here. just the style like claymation, like it looks so stupid. I love it so much. It's just hilarious. <laughs> what was that? What what was the speaking of claymation and like really bad claymation movies, what was the one with Mel Gibson? He was a was he a chicken? Oh chicken run. Chicken oh my god! <laughs> There's a character a named movie. Fowler in that movie. It's the only thing I remember about it. Wow. <laughs> That's wild. Um, we've got tomorrow night, or I guess when you're listening to this, Thursday, October first, yeah. night of the big podcast move. Big podcast move. Yeah, we've got big. Uh, Luke has to edit this tonight. Move. Thank you, toilet. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, we got a thrilling matchup of hopefully the Blake Bortles led Denver Bronchos versus the uh, New York Yets. And uh, I want to ask Luke how the hell that the NFL owns the NFL network, how the hell do they get boned over and over with the absolute worst lineup for Thursday night football? Let me just walk you back. I believe week two was Browns Bengals. Dude, that was Joe Barrow. Uh, local Ohio boy. And I believe last week was Jaguars Dolphins. So why are they doing this to themselves? Don't they own the league? Can they put whatever great game they want on Thursday night football? No, the far more lucrative deals are with the other networks. So I yeah. think that they, they want that like one game a week or something like one place where they can pump their own network a little bit because that's probably the future of all this shit where the NFL just owns a channel and you have to subscribe to it to watch any NFL game. Um, but for the time being, their deals with ESPN and NBC and, um, and uh, CBS are far more rich than hosting the games themselves. But wouldn't it, wouldn't it also be in their favor to be like, oh, the fifth most entertaining game, that one's going on Thursday night football? Um. Yeah, that's true, but I don't think you can't flex Thursday night football. So, like, they set those matchups like way in advance. All right. Well, here's the thing. Seth. Yeah, you can't flex Monday night football either. So that's a dumb point by me. Here's the thing. If I told you back in July that the Jets and Broncos would be playing each other in Week Four, you would have said, "Yes." 
I would have said pass. Please, yes, please. No, so thank you. Said. No, thank you. I could but, give two shits about weird Adam Gaze bug eyes or Vic Fangio looking like a fucking dump truck with like 15 hoodies on looking like a perfectly round blue toy. navy egg on toy. the sideline. Toy, there's two things. One, our sweet boy Blake could That's be playing. The only thing I'm looking for. Who's he throwing to, though? Two, think- two, two. He's going to look so fresh in those Broncos short, short, short stripe pants. Okay, those I are the best pants in the things. NFL. Any, you, you do know that anytime you did a Madden create a team, you always did short stripe pants. I yeah. did for sure. I they mean, were you, def- just, yeah. you just look faster. Yeah, you look faster. I, I use the Denver Broncos template with different colors. That's true. Um, always. I like the rounded yes. numbers. I don't like the sharp edged numbers. So fuck off with those Sharpie numbers. I like the soft round ones. I feel like you look faster. Um, but my greater point is being lost on me. And now I'm going to throw it back. Well, you know what numbers look good are numbers that would appear on a digital clock. Um, so yeah. shout out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. Cortland Sutton <laughs> tore his ACL. I think, I think Jerry Judy's still out. So they've got KJ, like KJ uh, Hamler and KJ like Hamler. Noah Fant. He's pretty good. Fant and butt. They got the yeah, double Jake tight end. <laughs> Fant, Jake butt. butt. <laughs> Fant, butt. Oh. Oh, uh, third, oh color rush, color rush. If they're not going to color rush, don't even bother having Thursday night football. That should be your thing. You color rush on Thursday night football. Oh my God. How awesome would a color rush be of like the all green jets and the all, yes. <laughs> the all orange, orange. Denver Broncos. Yes. <laughs> like, I hope you aren't colorblind. Yeah. That was the bills all red and uh, the jets someone, all green and the jets all green. Right. And then the, yeah. the colorblind people struck a riot. Yeah, I don't blame. That them. would be kind, kind of electric off. if you if you if I imagine like I can't tell who's on what team like that would be kind of electric <laughs> for a little bit. Can we talk about the worst uniform in sports though? Um, the do weird. You... Oh, go ahead. No, I was, was going to ask Zach. Do you have something in mind? Well, I was going to say because we're talking about uniforms, and I I was I was reminded of a very bad one this week. Do you know? Do you remember the um that like really dumb like like brown helmet packers alternate that they do oh yeah yeah that is arguably the worst uniform in sports i don't care about the heritage i don't care about the acme packer company i don't care that like it's supposed to look like a leather helmet like that is just the dumbest uniform in sports and i can't stand watching aaron Rodgers torch the bears in that stupid looking outfit the Steelers Bumblebee ones are also pretty bad, but if they, did, Dortmund. if they did Bumblebee top and bottom and like maybe put like a little stinger on the butt, like that would be kind of a sharp <laughs> look. So if they just fully committed to it, I think it would be a little bit strong. Just going to have to stand for a second, just like Ben Roethlisberger, just having like the stinger hanging out. Exactly. But, yes. Like, yes. you know, that would That's look, that would look electric when he's like throwing like a, you know, like a five seven DB off one shoulder, and it's just like his tail would his his stinger would be like a little bit more limp than everybody else's. Like, Fuck yeah, you know, just like an old dog, how they get like the tail that gets like more limp as they get hey, older. Like Hank the dorsal fin on the dorsal fin on the uh, well, what was it, Blackfish, that Netflix movie from like ten years ago? Mm. Like it would free just like kind of like it would my homie like Shamu over. All right, if you're going to throw shots at my 10-year-old beagle named Hank, 
at least let him be in the room for you to talk shit about him. That will. I'm not, I'm not done. I, hey, hey, I, I, as an owner of a dog without a tail, I am very uh, attuned to tail dog community. Okay. Yeah, we tails docked. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what they docked. do. Luke, uh, speaking write- of speaking of, we can get into we can get into dog ACLs if you want to. Oh yeah, Luke, can you write that down? We want to have a dog dog hour where we ask the dogs questions and hold the mic up to them so they can breathe loudly into the mic. And that, that's that was like your first segment episode. idea. <laughs> yeah, it's still electric. It was ask a dog a question. It's called very good radio. <laughs> speaking of very good radio, I want to state for the record that while explaining the tackle and how a tail looks. Uh, Zach pantomimed the entire thing standing in his room. He did show his ass to us. <laughs> there it is again. Oh, cool jeans. Those are like the dad colored jeans. I got a good pair. I got a good pair of, uh, well, they're supposed to be work jeans, but I like them too much. Oh, you're doing work in those jeans. Ooh. Yeah, I see those jeans. I see that electrical box in the back. It's time to change some fuses, baby. Let's go. Do you have a blanket draped over that chair? <laughs> Are you like preparing to be cold later? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I like to, I, I keep the house at a, at a balmy 72, 71. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, the only other thing related to football I wanted to talk about was that really shitty tackle the uh, guy on the Cowboys made on Chris Carson. Oh, oh yeah. He twisted roll. Yeah. Well, it looked like he like yeah, he basically like grabbed one of his legs and rolled and he did like a second gator roll that was not because of momentum, it's just cuz he that guy's clearly a douchebag. <sighs> and pretty much any offensive lineman and Jeff Schwartz came out on Twitter and said, uh, whoever you're playing next week, like kick the shit out of this guy, um, which is kind of the worst thing you can do is put a target on your back because NFL football players will go out of their way to hurt you if you did something really shitty like that. So uh, look out for that guy. I think he's number 99 on the uh, Cowboys. Hey, Toilet, that reminds me. I asked you this weekend, and I would like you to describe um, – because I think I was watching – I think I got rolled up on the Sunday night game. What is that like as an Um, offensive lineman? Like, what is that like? Because I feel like that would be like my – my biggest fear as an offensive lineman would be like, you're just, you're blocking, blocking, blocking. And then like something just happens behind you and you have no idea. And it's just like, boom. Yeah. Fucking Achilles gone. Yeah. This is uh this hits close to home because I obviously played high school football and played offensive line. And um, this <laughs> happened to me a couple times. So the first time it happened to me, I was playing uh, sophomore football and I was playing tackle and our guard was a larger gentleman um, we will say he was pushing 300 pounds, which was three bills sick was, at 15 years old, which tight. was sick for a 15 year old. Cause we moved some bodies. Let me just tell you that we had some girth. We weren't great at outside zone or trying to move, but if we were running inside zone or anything between the tackles, we got people moving baby. So our offensive line has girth. <laughs> Straight up girth. We can't move at all, but we can go forward real well. Um, so it's the end of the game. Um, I, I, uh, I don't even know what the play call was. But this larger gentleman rolls on top of me. I don't know if he was blocking or getting blocked or somehow this, this, <laughs> this man ended up on the ground. And he, he, he doesn't really know what to do when they're on the ground. Like people our size, like we, we usually aren't down there much. So when we don't really know how to fall, we don't really know how to like what to do, like how to you know, spring up, keep rolling, keep our momentum going so we can get back up on our feet. Um, so he must have just, you know, came down like a wounded animal and just landed on my leg. 
and uh i felt like my knee i like you know like your knee cap is like held together by a bunch of ligaments and stuff i just thought that mm-hmm. all those ligaments were going to disappear and my knee was just going like my kneecap would evaporate is basically uh. what i thought was going to happen from the pain that i was feeling at that time and i remember swearing and the the referee kept telling everyone to roll off and then uh i was able to get up and limp off the field and he said son you're not allowed to swear like, that's a big guy who's on your leg so i'm gonna allow it <laughs> So that was my first experience. And then my second experience uh, was a little bit more tragic where I believe our uh, center, uh, I was playing guard and I was uh, running a play to our right. So I stepped right, but my left leg was kind of fully extended, but I hadn't moved it yet. And our center had basically thrown the nose tackle onto my left leg that was fully exposed. So instead of it bending where it's supposed to bend, it kind of bent um, inside and buckled a lot. Oh, so it hyperextended. Yeah, a little hyperextension. I luckily did not suffer any ligament damage from that, but I did strain all of the ligaments from being pulled in the wrong direction that they're supposed to go. So um, not a great feeling. Um, obviously, tearing a ligament is is awful as well, but almost um, spraining it is almost worse because, you know, like you get the Jay Cutler in the NFC Championship. Like, well, it's just spraining yeah. and you just play through it. Like, and you You're keep trying to, to push it. Yeah, you keep going back out there. You keep trying to play through it. You still feel like you're a wuss if you're not able to play through a sprain. So um, it's kind of almost better to have a torn where it's like, well, I got the whole season to recover and I can come back next year. Um, but a sprain is just come, something that kind of lingers. And that lingered out through my whole senior year, which sucked. And then, obviously, I tore my ACL a couple of years later because everything was loosened up from those first two homies falling on my legs. So it sucks. Lucy, your question. It sucks. Yeah, that that looks. I it looks so. I mean, like, discomforting is not really the right word. It just looks like, just looks like one of the worst like sports injuries that you could have because you're just like utterly defenseless. Yeah, there's no there's no way to legislate. You can't legislate that out of the game. Like you can legislate, you know, like the Tom Waddle hit across the middle, right? Like, sure. you can you can like outlaw that to some degree, but like you can't outlaw like the guys getting rolled up on. It looks yeah. Horrible. Yeah, no way to prevent it, really. Unfortunately. So. Well, speaking of speaking of ligaments, reminds me of something that I mentioned earlier. We were talking about dogs. So, what I had to do today, you know, going to take it away from football for a second. Had to go take the doggo to the vet, and she had to get X-rayed because she's kind of had a limp for a little bit, and like it'll go away, and then you know she'll run around and jump, like you know, just be her doofus self and then all of a sudden like the limp will the limp will come back and so like we did we've like carried her we live on a third floor walk up of our apartment like we've carried her up and down the stairs to go potty like three four times a day and like she's getting me kind of chunk man she's like 23 pounds so like that thing you know it's a shame I, i i mean we don't body shame but we also don't we also don't shape shame as well and i walk up and i am huffing and puffing after i'm done (laughs) carrying her up the stairs but anyways i agree with your stance toy where i would rather know if this is like not i'm not equating your you know high school football career to that of my three-year-old corgi but i am going to equate your high school playing career to that of my three-year-old corgi (laughs) saying that you know we don't know if her we don't know if her ACL or LCL or whatever it is is torn or not. So like 
I kind of wish that we would figure out, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's torn, then you can like do the surgery and have it done. But like, if it's strained, then like, great. How am I going to like, you know, I can't bed rest this dog for, right. for, you know, two months. I mean, like we've essentially been doing that for the last like two months or so, not bed resting her, but just like, she doesn't get to go out on long walks and like we have to carry her like she's been going crazy. So like, that seems it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a doozy figuring that out and like we had to send they had to send the x-rays out to auburn so like i've been making the joke that she's going to college too Hell yeah. and then i'm wondering you know do we do we do we do like the gofundme on oh my god on the a internet corgi gofundme corgi Jesus gofundme Christ. for the acl Fuck. surgery just set the target wildly high and pocket seven thousand dollars <laughs> Yeah, I'll just set it like we'll get quoted at like twenty five hundred. We'll set it at ten grand. Sound good? <laughs> Is it one of her front legs or back legs? It's back. It's back. Uh, it's her left hind leg. And okay. my parent, my parents' dog, they had to do. They had to do both the first. They had to do the f- right hind leg on theirs, and then the left one started to go. So they had to like go in and get that like you know the sports surgery when it's like oh we had to go do a little cleanup. We'd open up the knee do a little cleanup yeah they had just to do that on the other day yeah just a little cleanup well obviously we're all hoping for the best speedy recovery for the hat but yeah the dog with a wheelchair in the back is oh, kind of adorable so it's just super adorable about. wheelie dog yes wheelie dog just something to consider if you want even more instagram followers that would be maybe a move like a, a very cute dog that just has a little bit of a disability just melts your heart just, yeah just a little bit you know just a like, little just a little like bit. wheels or you know maybe having like a limp tail yeah like hank he's got a little kink <laughs> in his tail so it, it doesn't go it's not one piece it's kind of like two hot dogs in the same casing <laughs> and they, teach it like to uh links. teach it to ride a skateboard yeah put oh a cigarette my in its mouth <laughs> fuck yeah dude get him a tiktok hell yeah he's already cooler than me um okay that's all the football thoughts i had you guys have anything else football related um no um number 99 on the cowboys i think um i speak you know on behalf of zach and toilet when i say um we look forward to your ufc career um since that is the uh career path for piece of shit cowboys defenders (laughs) dude how many have they had greg hardy alden smith right now this guy that's just kind of their brand Greg Hardy also like goes into the octagon and gets like his shit whipped every time. I think he's like one in six. Yeah, with, he like, also five knockouts. He also like gets um, disqualified too a lot because of like the way he fights. So like he also has a lot of losses due to DQ. Sick. That's the way I want to lose fights. <laughs> By punching someone in the nuts repeatedly. I'm a UFC fighter. I only lost because they wouldn't let me kick him in the nuts. Um, all right, Look, you guys want to get? If I was allowed to bring a knife in, I would win every fight. <laughs> Do you guys want to get politically adjacent? Yeah, speaking about bringing a knife to a UFC fight. Uh, so we had a debate on Tuesday night. Um, I have two. I have a couple thoughts, and none of them are political. My first thought that was kind of inspired by the drug test. Um, what do you think they were looking for, by the way? Were they looking for to see if Sleepy Joe took some Adderall to become yeah. digital at night? Yeah, they were looking for Adderall. Like some kind of upper. 
because apparently some frad- like some fraterol you know, Adderall can cure dementia. We, th- this is a brilliant discovery. We can stop all those walks to end Alzheimer's. Let's like <laughs> shove a bunch of Vivants into our old folks' homes, get them going. <laughs> They're going to be starting um, restaurants. <laughs> so I know that um, these guys obviously had to agree to do it on Fox and have Chris Wallace mediate. Um, but I kind of hope that there would have been kind of like the college football situation where it's college football kickoff and they've got like, um, you know, the, the A team in the booth and they, they got uh, maybe like the B team, like maybe it's like a couple coaches who are commentating on it. And then uh, Luke and I were stupid enough to watch the blimp cast a couple years ago, which was <laughs> Kirk Herbstreet and someone else literally in a blimp hovering around the stadium because they were doing some kind of promotion with Goodyear. Talk um, about an all 22. All 22, baby. All 22. Oh, I know you have some all 22 thoughts. So we'll get to that. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, uh, but I was hoping for an ESPN uh, Tony Reale led a uh, debate where he was just randomly assigning points a la around the horn. <laughs> that would be uh, so funny. So we could have had some kind of score at the end that, you know, Donald Trump trounces Joe Biden 169 to seven in debate <laughs> Tuesday night just to make some awesome headlines. <laughs> just hits the mute button while like Trump is just still like yelling about Hunter Biden. Oh, that would have helped the mute too. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Toilet, are you thinking about like having Tony Saragusa come in and do some like celebrity <laughs> shot question? <laughs> that is exactly what I'm talking about, Luke. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Aaron, right. Andrew, uh, Aaron Andrews reporting from the sideline. You're down on the stage. It's a little bit windy. You know, that might be a factor when it comes into talking into the mic or kicking. Uh, but overall, you know, it's sunny and clear, and we're uh, looking forward to a good game. Joe? You forgot to do it with dog in your mouth, too. Yeah. Uh, the other thought I had related to the bait would be um, th- this was – uh, this has been pretty popular, I, I believe, in the pandemic. I feel like I've noticed it more where um, they've usually had, like, whoever's speaking and then someone in all black behind them sign language um, interpreting to the people at home. Um, but if they had to keep up, if we had someone assigned for Joe Biden, someone assigned for um, Donnie, and then someone assigned to Chris Wallace, like, the how fast those guys were talking and how much they were interrupting each other, the sign language people cam would have been electric last night they would have like almost gone into a seizure or started cramping and needed oh. to drink some pickle juice and mustard in order to get through that they would have been and, the winners of the debate for sure and you could put like those gloves on where it has like lights on all the fingertips and they're actually just like <laughs> tutting the entire time i feel like you know that's some innovation right there that's what yeah. the blimp cam is for this is just like not even like having the candidates on camera just like the the sign language interpreters have them in an earpiece and are just like doing it. So like they had closed captioning last night, but like oh my if you had two people talking at once, wouldn't you need them to distinguish like who's interpreting for who? So like, would you have had to give an outfit to both interpreters to, to like clearly define who was interpreting for who? I would, I also would have enjoyed that. Maybe like you give, um, I don't know, like a like the same outfit Donnie was wearing, like the same kind of suit, like a, a giant navy pants suit. suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh to uh, whoever's interpreting for him, they'd um, be dressed exactly the same behind yeah, them, like with exactly. the same hairstyle too. Yeah, that would have been that would have been perfect. I would have liked that. Um, I know that we made the joke last week that 
Arthur Blank looks like the owner of a hotel for ghosts. I think that um, Joe Biden is the ghostly bellhop that greets you when you first get to the hotel for ghosts. <laughs> like I can picture him in my mind with that like little hat and wearing like a velvet suit. Your bags, sir. Nineteen twenties hotel. Hotel you- bellhop. When you turn super old, does your entire eye just become pupil? I feel like he has no whites in his Dude, eyes. Dude, I was noticing that too. He looked like um, like that, you know, that Twitter meme and the guy with the all like black eyeballs. Yeah, like, that's what he looked like. Giant pupils, giant, what, fully dilated. You know, as someone with beady eyes, I take exception to this. Some of us are just born this way. <laughs> he felt beadier last, last, you know, like the eyes were, were, you know lingering on me a little too much i know joe's got some problems with that so <laughs> just fucking linger man linger zach do you want to do this twitter segment yeah i'll touch base on the twitter segment is this uh the chris christie thoughts <laughs> no well i mean we can we can start i mean we we still have 45 minutes left to do our chris christie thoughts after the twitter joke okay, so got it got it um no so it's you know i'm as all of us are probably very online individuals as, as children of the social media generation. So I spend a lot of time on Twitter and, you know, Twitter is like so much fun when sporting events are going on. Otherwise it's just like a miserable hellscape, right? Like mm-hmm. that nobody wants to be a part of, but when there's like fun sporting events going on, it's a, it's a good, it's a, it's fun, it's a fun situation. It's a fun place to be, but like there's one tweet format that like, I just, I need, I need to be retired. I need it to be retired. It's just not, it just doesn't, it just doesn't get me going anymore. And it's not as funny. And it's the, you know, so-and-so doing so-and-so things. Right. And I think the context was in like, Mm. I think the context was in like Alan Robinson catching a touchdown. And it was like Alan Robinson doing Alan Robinson things. And it's like, okay, this was really funny back in like 2017. Like the first time somebody tweeted that, that format, but like, it's like, I think it's like super tired and lazy and like devoid of any analysis and like you know it's it's not also it's also in that like it's also in that like sweet spot where like you can't make nostalgia jokes about it right now because it's still kind of fresh so like you can't go to that well for like you can't go to that well for like some you know just sort of like like nostalgia pity jokes right like so it's, what it's you're still, saying it's still is too fresh it's still too fresh to be considered earnest what, what you're saying is we need to delete half of the tweets posted by ringer staffers. Exactly. Uh, yes, exactly. And I know we've, we've talked about how much I dislike that, that Twitter account. It's not, it's like to, not just and the like, ringer. It's like maze and Kevin O'Connor and like all of them do that. Like JR like Smith, JR Smith things. Yeah. Sports center, sports center does that too. Like, I had to stop following their, their Twitter account because it just got like, it was so cringy. I just couldn't, I just couldn't handle it. And I feel like that has led me to, led me to a revelation that I think some of these companies need to hire like, and I think we would be great at this because I think we're online enough and cynical enough for it too. Yet like still probably have like a decent sense of humor and a decent, you know, our fingers on the pulse of what is and what isn't tired. I think these like huge companies need to hire like a like social media zeitgeist consultants. Like we can tell you, like you throw your tweets by us and we'll tell you what joke formats are tired and what aren't. 
like we'll you know we kind of like pro- not like proofread your tweets but like we we're the ones who tell you whether like whether these these joke formats that are like going around on the internet are actually good ideas like i feel like i could make i feel like i can make you know easily seven figures doing that for some of these big twitter accounts this is how you get Arby's talking <laughs> about like carol baskin <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't even want to go there because Katie's watching Dancing with the Stars and Carol Baskin's on that. Ugh. Ew. But um, no, I joke. I joke. I joke, and I kid. But like seriously, I do think like I do think there needs to be somebody who's like media department for like these big, huge brands that's like not funny. You know, like just kind of like slams the table a little bit and is like the sarcastic. The sort of sarcastic, like, you know, the the one the one who could provide good the one who could provide good perspective on that sort of stuff. Um, there's a Cheeto in the White House, and on our chicken sandwich, come to KFC. <laughs> <laughs> is that a real sandwich? Yeah, it is. It's what so is gross. Other than Cheetos, it's a fried chicken that's like coated in Cheeto dust and Cheeto water or something it's like nashville hot chicken but instead of uh spice blend it's cheetos it's like a chicken cheesy sandwich where are the the throngs of people clamoring for this type of sandwich um i mean we're that target demo we're we're midwestern fast food lovers yeah exactly like Toledo, Ohio is one of the testing grounds for all like fast food stuff. Like I had a college fraternity brother who knew about the Doritos Locos Taco because he's from Toledo. He knew about that like like a, a year before it was released. They were calling it the Toledo's Locos Taco. The Toledo's <laughs> Doritos. You could go work for that company. I think. I mean, it's in Ohio. The one that Taco Bell contracts out to for their uh, food innovation. Okay, so we're food innovating social media zeitgeist consultants. Yes. Okay. Taco Bell, if you're listening, which you are not, please make a chicken tortilla soup because I would love it. <laughs> Ew, no. Yes. Mobile I, soup. It's toilet, time for mobile soup. Toilet, you seem like you're a big fan of the Wendy's chili bowl. I am a huge fan of the Wendy's chili, my <sighs> dude. Their hot sauce is also very good. Dude, by the way, their spicy nuggets are fire. The McDonald's spicy nuggets, trash. Don't even get them. McDonald's them. chicken nuggets are garbage. They're garbage. They're, they're one of those things that I like to get like periodically, but I absolutely hate myself after getting them. But I tried the spicy the spicy McNuggets like a week or two ago, and they were awful. You did you get that with your Travis Scott meal? I did get the Travis Scott meal, but that was a week before. I'm very did you easily... tell him Cactus Jack sent you? <laughs> I, I, I did not. I admittedly, I didn't know what a Cactus Jack was. Did you get a Supreme Cola? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would explain why my meal was fifty five dollars. Chicken nuggets are one of those things that I always get when I'm going on a road trip for some reason because usually you can find a McDonald's at like one of those BPs along I-80. And every time I do that, I'm like an hour afterwards, like still with seven hours to go being like, why did I just eat McDonald's? I know what McDonald's does to me. 
why did I consume that within the confines of a car with no escape? <laughs> well, I was also going to say you got like the least convenient item for like eating while driving. Cause like, what are you supposed to do with all your dipping sauces? True. People who eat chicken nuggets without dipping them into a sauce are insane. That's just wild. Wild. Um, um, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Is uh, October the most Midwestern month of the year? Yeah. Um, well, that or that or March, because like literally in March you get you get like snow, rain, sunshine, and you also have dead trees. So like, you get it all. Yeah, I was just thinking that because it's like okay, flies are gone, so I can be safely outdoors. I can put on my poofy vest and my flannel and my Tims and not look fat. Uh, football, Big Ten football is about to guard into their conference play. You know, I can watch Wisconsin beat the shit out of Rutgers for some reason on a, on a <laughs> Sunday, Saturday afternoon. I can make a crock pot full of chili on Sunday and just leave it plugged in all week on low and just continue to feed from it. That is, this is, this is my heaven, boys. It's quite literally like a feeding trough. Yeah. Exactly. And you get to you get to wear your like gray crew neck fill in the blank Big Ten school. You're goddamn yes. You are goddamn right I will. You that was start- like the uniform. That was a uniform when we were living in Lincoln Park on in the fall on Saturdays. Like I didn't even go to a school with college football and I felt like I had to wear one. You can start uh, drinking at ten thirty AM and uh, totally you have a good reason to do so. Yeah, like I'm just getting ready for the game. Boys need me. Sorry. Yeah. Evanson kicks off at eleven o'clock. I need to start drinking by ten thirty. Do you guys ever did you guys ever go to a Northwestern game? Fuck yeah. I never went. I feel like that's something I missed out on. I feel like we should have done that. Like even when even when they sucked and like other teams came through, it would have been fun to see like Ohio State. Football coaches in Illinois can go to Northwestern games for free. Shout out Pat Fitzgerald. Shout out Patty Fitz. Um, but yeah, I know a couple people who tailgate. It's a pretty good time, even if they do suck. I mean, you got Michigan or whoever rolling in every year or every other year, so they're always good. good games. Yeah, yeah, they're always good to like get feisty with one of those teams. Like, like you look, you like you look up and it's the third. It's like halfway through the third quarter and they're only down by like ten points. Yeah, and just like a bloodbath game, like Ohio State's up twenty to like thirteen. Yeah, I'm about it. Punt, punt, punt. Field goal, punt. Yeah, like a really like obscure turnover. Maybe even a safety gets involved. Yeah, definitely a trick play is run and capitalized on by the Wildcats. Maybe an onside kick. Something weird happens. Oh. Don't let the Wildcat fans get involved. You know, that home field advantage at 11 o'clock. They're, you know, sleepy teams will sleepwalk in there. Wait, like, what's their first down noise again? <laughs> Um, yeah, you get like a bunch of hammered journalism students who got a 4.8 in high school getting ready to, uh, boo the other team. You know, that's a, that's a wild crowd. Unaccredited journalism students. Yeah. Yeah, Unaccredited. Suck to be them. I'd like my journalists to be accredited, please. Thank you. Uh, yeah, seriously agree. Any Chris Christie jokes before we get out of here? 
Um, I mean, I was I was shocked to find out he was Trump's debate consultant. Uh, not talking about Chris Christie, but uh, another rotund politician. Um, I hear there's a lawsuit in the works toilet. Oh yeah, our boy JB Pritzker coming under fire. This is democracy at its finest. Uh, yeah, Tony, Tyler, Derek, Josh, Kevin. Braden, Hayden, Jaden are all getting together to sue JB Pritzker so that they can play false sports. So, so here's uh, the thing. False sports no. are coming back. Who's back of the week and not college sports? What do you got, Luke? No, I was going to say, like, are these like high school students like personally suing JB Pritzker because they want in criminal court? <laughs> They're suing him in criminal court. In the criminal well, justice state, system. Really fat politicians get lobbied by 1A Division Safeties from Athens in Cairo, Illinois. <laughs> um, what, like, it's, it's interesting because, like, every state that borders Illinois is playing high school football. You know, like Michigan did, they – pretty much started the year saying no and then as soon as they started the school year they're like all right let's just see if you can do it and then they started high school football um and that's what our head coach keeps telling the kids is hey guys like the governor at any time could be like hey go start playing your conference schedule right now and then we're doing an abbreviated playoffs so you need to be ready to go um new tree it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen so they're you know we're starting in february and uh allegedly and uh you know, I, I imagine at this point, unless things get, you know, a material change and anything gets dr- dramatically worse, we will we will start that season. We will have our conference schedule, which is only going to be like five games or whatever. Um, but they're going to have to wrap up that season incredibly quickly so that these guys can go move on to their spring sports if they're track or whatever it is. So, um, you know, it, it will be interesting to have such a weird timeline of the season and not have that gap between so that kids can go on recruiting and, um, you know, do all that kind of stuff before they're, you know, if they're juniors and uh, do that recruiting trip or whatever over the summer. But all the seniors who want to get tape out there, you know, I don't know how that's going to impact them because that decision is due by, what is it, May 1st. So, yeah, just feel bad for those seniors, you know. got to protect these players. Toilet, that's very nice of you to worry about football players missing out on track. <laughs> Hey man, I'm serious. We talk about yeah, we talk about money making sports here. Who's gonna there's throw a, a shot and disc? There's a lot of college football play, college football coaches that at, on their application are like, "What other sports do you play?" And some of them will kind of like look down on you if you don't play a spring sport, if you don't play another sport, if you're not wrestling, if you're not doing track. So wrestling, if you're not wrestling, um, at least if you're doing track, they want to know like your splits. They want to know your hundred meter dash time. They want to know your distances for shot disc if you're a thrower you're you're jumping distances if you're explosive player so um i think it matters but we'll see i would be interesting to see jb pritzker defend himself in court why are there so many larger politicians is that is that a human thing or is that a politician thing uh i mean they're rich older gentlemen who probably go to steak restaurants a lot and get the steak (laughs) and the mashed potatoes and like the cream spinach which in its own is like 2500 calories so i feel like it's just part of the lifestyle man the iceberg wedge salad that's (laughs) that's like that's like pushed to the side immediately 
like 700 calories. You know, you know what I was thinking? Like, how funny is it? I had an egg salad uh, sandwich today and like salad ranges from this like leafy green, like totally healthy, totally healthy food item up to like, let's just <laughs> like cut up a bunch of eggs and douse them in mayonnaise and then paprika. And Yum. this is salad, salad as well. The Midwest is king of calling things salad. Potato <laughs> salad. True. Pasta salad. It's Boom. we don't salad shame in the Midwest. Fuck you know, no, you don't, we don't. You don't. You don't have to be. Um, you don't. You don't have to be leafy green to be considered a salad. Correct. Well, you know, the East Coast they'll 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 judge you on just salad. We're 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 equal opportunity salad people. Well, if you look at old menus on the internet, which because I'm insane, I do like menus from the like turn of the 20th century through basically like the 1970s um salad like almost explicitly meant like the doused in mayonnaise version and even like the green salad was doused in ranch dressing which is like mayonnaise with extra steps it wasn't until like I don't know, men realized that they were dying at 55 from heart attacks and couldn't eat red meat and mayonnaise every day that, like, the modern salad came into being. It's a relatively, like, recent common food item, which is why, like, it's so, like, you can't tell me to eat a salad. I only eat meat. I'm a man. Salads are for girls. It, like, elicits that response. Luke, is your favorite kind of salad a super salad? I, uh, I I know I've told you that anecdote before. I was a small child when I like thought that that was a thing. What would be in a super salad? Um, edamame, uh, blueberries, Ooh. like those carrot shaving things. They basically, okay. look like a Buddha bowl. Maybe some quinoa. Chia like all, seeds. All, all the superfoods in my super salad. It would be spinach-based, not like lettuce-based, which is just an easy way to like make your salad better. I think spinach is just like versus iceberg lettuce or like spring mix oh, better. Not even, not even close. I mean, you'll 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 stay super regular back there too. Like it'll be a, a water slide. It's a water park. You're, you're you're high in iron. You're replacing the iron in your body. High in vitamin A. And then toilet creamy dressing on it and it tastes good. Toilet Luke can tell you about the salad that I ate every single day. Yeah, you told me about it. I think you put something in that made me want to vomit. I forget what it was. Um so I do uh, spinach based yep. with uh avocado. Yep. Um maybe a little little bit of oven oven cooked chicken. Yep. Uh some carrot shavings. Yum. Uh, a little mozzarella, mozzarella cheese. Yep, I'd sure. even get a mozzarella ball and cut that up. Yep. Uh, do some sunflower seeds. Okay. Do some walnuts. Okay. Get your omega threes with the walnuts. Dried cranberries. That's where you lost me. Fruit in a salad can fuck off. It's so good. I don't oh, get so that. Good. Take and, then, and then, and then, and then you use a little balsamic vinegar, not vinaigrette, balsamic vinegar. Oh, it's so good. I love all of that besides the fruit in a salad. I hate that. I don't get that take at all because strawberries are good in salads, like the Waldorf salad. Waldor is, Waldorf salad is an elite salad. Mm. Apples are good in salad. 
Um, yes. Miss me with that shit. Miss me all day. And even with the other kind of salad, like apples and grapes are also good in chicken salad. Dude, grapes no. and chicken salad are elite. What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Mama, Mama Vic makes an unreal chicken salad with grapes in it. You know what I want in chicken salad is chicken and mayonnaise and maybe like one celery stalk and like half an onion. It sounds like a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Fuck yeah, baby. So as you guys were speaking, this is kind of it got me full circle with the whole Chris Christie and Donnie statement. So back in the olden times, you consolidated power. Whoever was the fattest guy was obviously the richest guy, which was then the guy that you put in charge of your town or your fucking village or whatever, correct? I mean, I think... Put, Sounds right in to me. put in charge is a bit of a glossing over of how governments worked in the past. Whoever had the most money was the fattest because they could afford the most food. So they yeah. were then in charge because they yeah. controlled everything. Okay. Then, yes. They could buy armies and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. So that's where sexism starts because men don't give a shit. We are filthy animals and we don't care for fat. So we just need a woman who we can who can transgress body shaming to be just the most massive woman of all time and then she could be in power because she would be respected with all the power and mighty that uh, power and might that she would hold and she could restore law and order to our country what do you guys think this is why donald trump hates rosie o'donnell so much he's afraid of her yeah yeah and it'd be mean to for me to suggest anyone else but the first person i you shouldn't bleep this out but the first person i thought was just get her up there <laughs> yeah yeah she's a strong person and just you know keep feeding her and feeding her and make make her the the biggest person ever and then you know everyone will respect her even more have you guys ever watched um the thousand pound sisters on the freak show channel aka tlc no no i've heard about it though and the TLC um, does stand for the learning channel, so please educate me. Yeah, we're learning a lot on TLC between the I had 10 kids shows and I have eight wives shows. I didn't know I was pregnant and pooped a baby show. <laughs> and I am like extremely, incredibly obese. Porters too. Um, and it's these sisters who live together and both of them are over 500 pounds and I think both of them are now well over 600 pounds. Um, one definitely outweighs the other by a couple hundred pounds, but they're both enormous. And it's like, it's like sickening to watch. Like they bathe each other and stuff. And like, there's a camera crew there filling it all. It's like, this is gross. Does this pass for entertainment now? And the answer is yes, because it's like, the third weight themed show on the learning channel. People love to see it because um, a third of Americans are just regular morbidly obese. And they look at that and like, hey, I'm at least right I here. I'm right here, dude. You're not morbidly obese. Shut up. Based um, on my height weight scale, I am morbidly obese. Six foot four, 260 pounds. Yeah. That's because like each one of your calves weighs like 30 pounds. But yeah, yeah. like Ryan Russillo, Ryan Russillo says it doesn't. If you're a big guy and you have cool calves, it doesn't count because you're just fat. <laughs> um, Carrying around your big ass body. But uh, anyway, it, even if you're like a, a rotund, portly person, maybe not in the best shape, you can look at them and go, you know, "At least I'm not that guy." 
at least Dr. Now isn't telling me that I need to lose 100 pounds this month or the fact that I could even possibly lose 100 pounds in a month by not eating uh, rallies every day. So I feel like it's like, you know, like a little bit of a comfort for many of the larger Americans among us. If you had to look like Chris Christie's uh, belt up or belt down, but the rest of the body is just yours, which half would you pick? Belt up. Really? No question. Belt wow. down. I feel like I it'd be a power belt move. Down. Yeah, I'd probably I'd flaunt that fupa. Yeah, I would, I would definitely go belt down, dude. I, I would purposely wear tight, tight, high-waisted pants and just like bump into people with it. <laughs> <laughs> Just slightly press it on the person. <laughs> Just use it. Use it as like those, like uh, with those cattle prods on on front of uh, on front of like old timey trains. <laughs> I love that. No, I am social distancing. It's just that my fupa extends out six feet in front of me. I don't know what it is. This crazy body shape, <laughs> where I I'm ostensibly a normal sized person up top and yet my waist is 65 inches <laughs> it's like i'm somehow being distorted through a pool at all times <laughs> well chris christie we hope you get some help just like delante west get some help you know they eat, come on the pod come on the pod to discuss eat a salad with some nasty fruit in it just chris christie definitely between yeah, just well, you know, we can talk about building bridges. <laughs> yeah, he got the best. All right, does anyone have anything else? Nope. Nope. All right, well, I think that does it a week. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Oh, wait, I do have um, one thing before we go. <clears throat> um, first of all, I can't believe we haven't mentioned this yet, but happy national podcast day to both of you. Um, yes. and, and thanks. <laughs> we this did it guys. We did it guys. We did it. Two episodes. And we're about to get the Joe Rogan money. And Fuck we're, that, we're about to get the Joe Rogan money because I just checked like 10 minutes before this and Apple accepted our podcast this afternoon. So we have a real <laughs> podcast on national podcast day. Wow. Wow. What a way to celebrate. Wow, did does that mean that somebody actually had to listen to it? No, I, I feel like it's just to prove that it's Ooh. not just like pirating albums or something like that. Oh, do do we get the little E logo next to it? Be a little bad boys, we'll sprinkle sprinkle some cursing. Sprinkle some curses everyone every now and then. No, I think the audience for this is almost exclusively children between the ages of six and twelve. <laughs> good because that's my students are 13 so that's perfect you know we're talking about all the things that matter to them um nintendo Switch. chris chris christie <laughs> chris christie um not wanting to play your little league baseball games like why having your dad as a coach sucks i feel like you know <laughs> this is who this is truly going to resonate with and you know to all the seven-year-olds listening uh thank you Really appreciate it. Um, Thank you so much. Take your parents' credit card and send us money. Send now us do money a dab. Venmo. Now do a dab. Now do a dab. Is that send the dance move? They still do the dab? Yeah, kids are definitely still dabbing. 
Do you ever get dabbed on in class? Um, I haven't. It hasn't happened in a while. I will do it to kids, and then they'll give me like the the dad joke look, like the eye roll, like I like you because you're trying, but that wasn't funny. Look, oh, Mister yeah. Toilet. <laughs> oh, Mister Toilet. That was not funny. Yeah. Well, that's it. I love you guys. Love you guys. Call you your later. mother. Call your mothers. Call your mothers. Tell about the pod.